Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Rick Segeese knows baseball is more than just the physical training. It takes guts, heart, and drive. Rick Segeese offers professional baseball and softball mentoring for players of all ages. Rick was a star player in high school and went on to play for the University of Miami. Played in the College World Series. He's played with Aubrey Hoff of the Orioles and Pat Burrell of the Tampa Bay Rays and has been coached by some of the biggest names in professional baseball. Rick is currently a scout for the Cleveland Indians and a recruiter for the University of Miami. In 30 or 60-minute sessions, you get private one-on-one coaching, guaranteed to improve your game. Rick Segeese is more than just a coach. He is a mentor, helping kids stay on track, on the field, and in school. Call to find out more, 777-4435. And for a limited time, Rick is offering a special discount to Fox Sports Radio listeners. So call now, 777-4435, or visit thinkoutsidethediamond.com. Rick Segeese, professional baseball mentoring. Hello and welcome to Think Outside the Diamond Blog Talk Radio. My name is Gary Monahan, Assistant of Operations here at Think Outside Diamond. I am in studio today. We've got a special show for you all today. We have Coach Mike Wexler, owner of Skill Position Pride, uh, on today. He has been around the game of football for years, uh, for his whole life. He played as a youth, played in high school, and attended Valdosta State, where he was invited as a walk-on, and things just did not pan out. Uh, Mike then transferred to FIU and received his undergraduate degree in sports management. Ever since his graduation from FIU, Mike has continued to stay in the game that he loved, coaching at Columbus High School where he attended on the East Coast of Miami, also coaching as the running backs coach and assistant offensive coordinator at Barron Collier High School. And he played an integral role at developing the football program at the Community School of Naples. Mike started his one-on-one football training company, Skill Position Pride, in 2009. We have a great show today for you, like I said, and Mike is going to discuss many of the drills and skills that he does with his athletes, as well as many different reasons why athletes are not getting to the next level in college. In just a second, we're going to have Mike here on the radio. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in, and I urge you to Please listen to our previous blog, and as well as we will have another football guy on this Friday at 2.30. We will have Coach Kevin Monahan on, who has over 45 years of experience in the game. Monahan has coached for 45 years, like I previously stated, all the way from the NFL to college, high school, as well as youth football. He attended Springfield College in Massachusetts and had a short stint with the New England Patriots. Coach Monahan moved into Naples, Florida and has coached at Barron Carter High School. And here we go, guys, with Coach Mike Wexler. Hey, Coach, how you how doing? I'm doing, Gary. I'm good. good. How are you? Good. Good. Glad to have you on today. 
Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Today, uh, we're going to talk about you, um, your years in coaching, uh, football and skill position pride, and basically what you do, as well as um, the biggest mistakes that uh, high school football players are making today in performance training that is keeping them from continuing their college careers. Sure. So the first question I have for you. I started coaching. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah. The first question I have for you um, is where did your love of football start? Uh, Man, it started when I was a little kid, um, just going to the park with my dad when I was four or five years old and waiting for him to get back from work. And I would put on my little hook-set Miami Dolphins uniform and go to some parks down where we lived and just go out there and play, man. And um, it just kind of evolved from there. And then I moved to a suburb in Miami, and my dad got me involved in, in, in tackle football. And I was six years old, and um, I played. I played basically for the next uh, twelve years. I, I started when I was six, and uh, my last uh, high school game was when I was eighteen. And um, that that, uh, that that's kind of how it all evolved. Right. Yeah. As as so many of us, you know, the love of the game starts with our dads and in a local park. And um, besides spending time, you know, with your dad as a, as a youth, uh, when did you get into coaching? Uh, I got into coaching in, um, in the year 2000, I was a undergrad student at, uh, at FIU and I was actually in a, in an economics class with a, a guy that I kind of knew, but I, I didn't know it was, it was weird. I knew him through playing against him in high school and, uh, we started to become real good friends and, we would chat on a, on a daily basis, and he was telling me that he was coaching at a local high school in Miami, and um, I, I was really intrigued by that. And um, one thing led to another. He got me uh, an interview with, with the head football coach at the time, and um, that's kind of how that all came to fruition. I started to coach uh, JV ball at, at, at that school, which was Braddock High School, and, um, and, and, and kind of been involved in coaching ever since. That's great. You know, there's a lot of lot to be said for for high school coaching because, you know, as both of us know, it's a lot of hard work for not a lot of pay, but the investment really is in the kids. Definitely. So, my first question for you, um, if you could, just share a few uh, drills and skills that you teach um, your your football clients from you know, maybe age ten to high school. Maybe the main things that you see across the board that most kids need work on. Uh, most kids need work on the mechanics and and footwork. That 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 is the probably the most critical thing that uh, I see as far as I don't know if it's not being taught during during a practice session, um, if there's just a lack of knowledge on how to teach it. But um, I, I feel that the thing that I work on the most, at least with my kids, is is that right there is the mechanics and the footwork behind what they are doing and a lot of a lot of the training that I do is is sports specified as well as um position specific so uh, you know whether if I'm working with a quarterback or a kid that plays lacrosse uh, you know no matter what the mechanics and and footwork are are going to be heavily involved in 
in, in every aspect of, of movement and being able to uh, to compete at the highest level. That's great. And maybe if you could share with us like a a common um, a footwork drill that you do with all your kids, maybe is it ladder, is it cones, uh, is it using some hurdles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely an integration. Uh use a lot of um of, of, of cones, um the flat um using a lot of the ladder, um, you know, because we want to work on that fast twitch movement. Uh, we want to be able to, to, to move lateral. We want to be able to utilize our hips. because um, in my opinion that's where it all starts. If you have good flexible hips, everything kinda of falls into place from there. Um we will use I I use um the stakes that I made. So it's basically um, it almost looks like a javelin that you basically stick into the ground, and they're about five foot tall, so it kind of gives them a different type of look, something that's actually coming up from the ground. Um, so that, right. that's really beneficial when working with my quarterbacks because it gives them a, a little bit of visual aspect. Um, so yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of different things that, that we do, and uh, at the same time, it's kind of focusing on, on, on that same thing, on working that fast twitch movement to, to, to make them a little more quicker at what they're doing. Yeah, that's great. Um, and number two, we all know, uh, you know that football's a, a different sport. And for the people who really don't understand, um, you know, what football is, it's a lot more than just getting out there and grunting and groaning and, and touchdowns. So in your opinion, um, how do you teach the mental approach to football? Because it is so much different than, you know, any other sport. Yeah, it's very difficult. I mean, I would say it's mostly innate, something that kind of is in, in you internally. Um, at the same time, um, when you're younger, the passion grows based on the experiences that you have. So a lot of reasons why uh, I think young kids do not stick to the game is because they are thrown in bad experiences, whether if it's bad coaches or um, you know the, 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 the hard rigor behind it when it may not be necessary at such a young level, um, and it drives the, the kids away. So a kid may really love football and love the game, but is driven away from it for for different reasons. So I think the, the passion needs to be taught, and, and that drive needs to be taught at a young age, but at the same time, it needs to be taught right. I mean, you, you need to be able to instruct, you need to be able to educate, and you need to be able to, to instill uh, the, the, the core values of the game uh, more so than um, you know, like you said, you know that the, the hard hitting and the, the the throwing the passes and and and, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it starts at a young age. Like I said, a lot of it has to be innate. Uh, you you have to be a, a special type of person to be able to play the game and and continue on with the game because it only gets more difficult. And um, it, it it really, I mean, it really is is something that you need to have that 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 mental wherewithal to, to, to stick with. Right. No, exactly. And I remember, um, you know, I, I remember watching you coach and when we were discussing the other day, um, you know, about how high school football, um, in your opinion, you know, is not as good now as it used to be. And is that conducive to the coaching? Is that conducive to, you know, uh, a lot of high school coaches, you know, running their high school programs like, NFL, you know, NFL organizations where it's it's a lot more um, of business driven than it is just getting out there and coaching for the love of the game. Or, in your opinion, what do you think the reason, uh, you know, why the game isn't as 
as clean or as pure as it uh, used to be? You know, it's hard to tell. I mean, I think that the whole dynamic of the game has changed um, with with the the exposure of camps and um, the, there seems to be a lot more involved with the game now. And I think it's really diluted the, the not only the game, but the, the coaches that are involved. I think there's a tremendous lack of knowledge. There's a tremendous lack of coaching. And again, it, it, it's diluting the game. So yeah, the conversation that we had is I, I, I'm, I, I've been heavily turned off by high school football um, as, as, as it's gone on over the, the last couple of years or so, just based on some of the things that I observe and, and, and what I witness as, as, as a fan, you know, as just someone that goes to a game to, to, to watch and observe. And um, it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to see, um, you know, you can, you can, you can definitely tell if a, if, if a program is, is working hard in the weight room just by looking at them. Uh, you know, I could, I could tell right when the kids come out from the locker room and they stand on the sideline if they've been in a proper strength and conditioning program or not. Um, you know, back 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 in the day, it seemed like there was more of a level playing field, whether it's, you know, you weren't working out or you were working out. But now there seems to be a very, very big disconnect, discrepancy in, 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 program, in programs and, and how programs are being run. And, again, I think it all starts from that, that younger level, and, and, and I think that's too saturated as well with different leagues. And now they're playing youth football in the springtime. I mean, come on. I, that, that's, just, that's just overkill. Yeah, totally. And, you know, we, we see the same, same thing from a baseball aspect of, you know, kids playing in the fall, in the spring, in the summer. And, you know, they, it's great that you're, you're getting out there and you're getting experience. But, you know, you need to, you need to, you know, continue to better yourself as an athlete and as a person. And it's good just to take a break every once in a while. No doubt. No doubt. So, so sticking on that same topic, if you were to take a high school football program that you thought was, you know, hanging in the balance was in a lot of trouble, what would be the first place you would go to make the first fix? I mean, would it be on the field in the weight room in the classroom you know, what in your mind is the most important factor to starting a successful or maintaining a successful football program at the high school level? Um, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. I guess it depends on, you know, what, what type of program are you taking over? Are you taking over a program that has a good amount of athletes but needs work in the classroom with, with, with grades and, and, and making sure that, kids are remaining eligible or becoming eligible, whatever the case may be, or you're working with a team that is okay in the classroom, does well in the classroom, but, you know, lacks that athletic ability. So there, there's, a, there's a different way you can attack it. Um, obviously, you need to be able to have everything under that umbrella, and um, that's, where, that's where a lot of the, uh, the, the, the assistant coaches come into play because there's just so much that, you, that, that needs, to, needs to be done and um, you, you have to be able to delegate. And, and if you can't delegate and trust the guys that are working around you, then your, your program is never going to be successful. And I'm talking about from the freshman staff all the way up to the varsity staff and everything in between. So everyone, there needs to be some delegation. Um, I've been in programs that weren't like that, and I've been in programs that were like that. And you can certainly tell the difference uh, between the success and 
and and the competitiveness uh, of, of you know of the team and 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 also the camaraderie of the team as well as the coaches and the bonds that that are created because there's more involvement. So um, you know it just depends on 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 what kind of situation it is, but I guess. All in all, everything needs to be needs to be addressed. So there needs to be some uh, some responsibility for for the education, for the uh, strength and conditioning, and for the, the the actual football program. Right. Yeah. Totally. That all the things you said were definitely you know extremely intricate. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of different factors that go into running a successful football program. But when you when you talked about um, you know a program that has that stability and uh, the overall delegation from top to bottom, all the coaches are on the same page, they're experienced and the instruction that giving the kids is, um, you know, is, is quality instruction. Have you seen, or do you think in a situation like that, that the kids enjoy the game more and will play harder for their coaches um, versus, you know, the, the contrary where, you know, it might not be a very solid program. You've got some people that are inexperienced. Do the kids seem to lose interest when when it gets like that? Oh yeah, not no doubt about it. When 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 a kid sees that a coach cares um, off the field, um, they, they start to understand and realize that that you know this coach is 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 here not just to coach football but to make me better as a person and as a football player. And that's how I always approached my coaching philosophy. As you know, is I always considered myself a, a, a player's coach. I could always tell you right. that no matter what and no matter when, um, out of all the years I've coached, my players, the kids that I coached, would play for me because they understood and we had a good relationship as far as what was expected of them, what was expected of me, and, and how we were going to approach, uh, approach you know, whether it was a practice or a game plan or an actual game. So that that's certainly one thing that I've always kind of, uh, you know, prided myself on is making sure that the, my kids are comfortable and they're, they're ready to play, they're prepared, and, um, and, and if I ask them to do something, they're going to do it through the relationship that we that, that we created. Right. No, definitely. And obviously relationships are key in any, you know, in any, um, any arena with moving, you know, so many moving parts and personalities like, like a football program. So kind of segueing into our, our next topic here, um, in your opinion, I mean, obviously you're extremely experienced, um, you know, in, in the game of football and with a lot of different athletes from youth, you know, youth athletes, high school athletes and college and professional athletes. And you've been around a lot of different coaches. Um, what do you think day to day, is the biggest mistakes that most high school athletes are making in performance and training that's keeping them from, um, you know, continuing their careers to the next level? Uh, avoiding it, to be honest with you. Um, and, and again, different aspects of it, because when I say avoiding it, I, I, I'm talking about, or my expectation is that a, a football program is actually, doing what they should be doing during the offseason, that they have a program in place, they are incorporating it, um, and, 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 and what I, I tend to see is, is, is kids pull themselves away from it uh, for, for multiple reasons. You know, if you want to maximize your ability, not only does 
the, the coaching staff who's implementing that program need to understand the dynamic behind all of their athletes because not everyone's created equal. But the kids need to be able to uh, – they need to be able to put in the amount of work that needs to be put in. So there's kind of a give and take there because I, I see, you know, I see programs that are very successful with their strength and condi- conditioning program, and then I also see some that are, I wouldn't say non-existent, but they're non-existent. You know, it, it's it's something that you, you you question as far as what are you trying to accomplish, especially if you are trying to be a successful football program. You're not you're not training for another training regiment involved. And it's expensive. It's it's hard work. It's something that's going to probably be four, maybe even five days a week in the off season through the summer. So there's a lot of work that needs to be put on. There needs to be structure. Uh, there needs to be a lot of organization. I think a, a big issue on why uh, kids aren't being maximized is because the programs aren't structured. So the kids don't have that 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 wherewithal as far as okay, what do I need to do, and how do I need to do it. So there's no – it's kind of a gray area for them, and I think they just kind of back away from it, and therefore they're not getting the proper work that they need. Right. Well, definitely. And, um, you know, and with the – like you mentioned earlier, with the entrance of so many uh, combine-style camps today, you know, that takes over a lot of attention um, from, you know, your good old-fashioned high school strength training program that's run properly. You know, obviously all those satellite camps – and you know, college two-day or three-day camps are, are going to help, but, you know, if you don't have the the foundation of what you need, you know, that those things don't matter. Yeah, the game has become very individualized. So, you know, what you're saying is, is, is very true with these camps and combines. So over the summer is a very, very critical time for your team to get together, to get stronger, to, to put in a lot of work that's going to prepare you for, for August and, and, and through October, November, however far you may go. And a lot of kids are, are, are away from the program because they are attending these, these satellite camps or these uh, elite invitation camps. So they're missing a day, two days, three days, and they amount, you know, they, they, they really amount uh, to, to, to uh, a lot of days missed and a lot of work with your team. Um, but, you know, then again, as a high school coach, you really can't discard that because that's, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, how the game has evolved. Um, it's become right. very individualized. Now, we haven't created that, but it, it's been created, and that's one of the reasons why I said earlier that, that you know, I, I just have a, uh, you know, a bad taste in my mouth now with, with, with the game in general, and, it, and it's, it's hard to watch, and um, I, I, you know, I've kind of been pushed away from it for, for, for those very reasons. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's for those reasons why a lot of high school programs, um, you know, aren't succeeding, and you know, it's not the assessment that a lot of coaches will give. Well, it's the product on the field, but we actually need to look inside first before um, before you know we address our our what we think our issues are on the field. And one more question for you as we close here. We got about five minutes, so uh, I just wanted to get. Um, into what you do at, you know, with, with your business, Scope System Pride. I mean, you know, it's, there's a lot of people in that industry today and it can get really um, flooded, you know, and a lot of the great coaches like yourself don't get noticed because the, the industry is just jam-packed. So if you could just share with us a little bit about 
what you do and how you do it and, you know, why um, why it's been successful for you. So in, in 2009, I decided to, uh, to to venture off and, and create my own business. And at the time of creating my own business, it was um, to work with skill position football players, so obviously sports-specific and position-specific. Now, I was a quarterback uh, all through my career, youth up into high school, um, but I also coached a variety of skill positions, and I've coached running backs for quite a, quite a long time. Um, so I felt like I could kind of expand this and 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 work with you know defensive backs, work with receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, so on and so forth. So that that hence the name skill position pride. Now what it's evolved into is basically like a it, it's kind of evolved into like a quarterback you know specialized business. Most of my kids are quarterbacks. And that's okay because I, I did play the position. I'm very well versed in the position. I probably know the position more so than any other position that I coach because I played it right. and and I coached it. So it, 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 it just sort of evolved into that. And um, I kind of I kind of you know equate my business to like a little mom and pop business, a small business um, that I don't. I don't really advertise all that much. A lot of my, my clientele is based on word of mouth. Over time, since I've been doing it now for eight years, over time, that, that, that evolves. Um, you know, word of mouth gets out there. Your reputation is out there. And I think in order to be successful at what you do is the continuity of how you do it and the longevity of, of it. So, you know, people will take notice to how long you've been doing this. Because there is some, you know, like I said, there's some some longevity involved, which means you're doing something right, and and, right. and you've been able to continue with what you're doing, work with kids that you are starting with, work with kids that you may have had for a few years, which you know, that's that's kind of what I do. I mean, I get new clients. I have clients that I've been working with for five six years, um, and then you just build from there. But I think the key to it. Is, is like I said, the longevity behind it. People want to see how long you've been doing it. And what happens from the experience that I see in, in people that try to do this is they um, they may start it, and then you just don't hear about it anymore. And um, whether if they stop doing it and did, you know or they went to try something else or whatever the case may be, um, I think that's the reason why a lot of people um, – you know, can't can't get what they want off the ground because you're right. It is very saturated. Saturated. I mean, there's a bunch of people that do speed and agility. There's a bunch of people that do quarterback specific training. Um, you know, there's a bunch of people that do it. But if you can just be who you are and coach, coach how you coach, and 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 have a, have confidence in your ability to help kids and 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 know what you're doing, I think I think that's that's a big key to uh, to adding you know adding into that longevity factor. Well, I mean, yeah, everything that that uh, you said today, you know, kind of goes back to that because, um, you know, if you're doing all the things right, well, then you, you look and say, well, how long has this guy been doing this? Well, he's been doing it for 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Well, of course, he's going to know the in and outs of the game and, you know, how, how to work with kids and how to run a successful program. So, Coach, I want to thank you so much for for sharing your time with us today and uh, all the great information um, you know, that you provided for us. And uh, our listeners, I uh, appreciate it, and thank you so much for, for coming on. Thanks for having me, Gary. Much appreciated. Yeah, no problem, Coach. Hopefully we'll catch up soon. Sounds good. Thank you.
All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. That was Coach Mike Wexler with Skill Position Pride here in Naples, Florida. Thank you so much. Like I said, um, please check us out, our other podcasts, and uh, we urge you to visit our website. It's been recently recently updated. Um, go online and become a, a member of our training lab, which provides you with over specific training workouts and nutrients information. Um, it's a it's a great program for uh, for only ten dollars. So you know you'd be you'd be crazy to turn it down. So please check us out. As well as if you have any supplement information, training questions, anything like that, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thank you guys once again, and we'll see you here Friday for Coach Kevin Monahan. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.